0: A brand is a personality for a business.
1: Tick follows, tock follows, tick. Let's fry that in my thought walk. And there are all these people sitting around on beanbags thinking about this stuff.
0: BMX Bob, come in here. You're now the marketing manager.
2: When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online.
3: Hi, single track listeners. This is Mark, and welcome to another single track podcast. We're back after a little bit of a break. I think we can we can blame it on half term, as much as we can blame it on the fact that Hannah, who's here today, uh, uh, has been on holiday during the last two weeks, um, and we'll get falls to that
1: part I was only up um, for a week.
3: But we're also joined by Charlie. So say hi, Charlie. Hello. Brilliant. Okay, so what are we going to start with this week? I think there's only one topic that we that we can start with. And that's Hannah Hannah, you you're finding it a little things a little uncomfortable right now, aren't you? you, yes. you you're a bit battered. can you tell us what's it's
1: very sad? I can't ride a bike, and I can't snowboard
3: <laughs> what's new <laughs> <I know. laughs> Jeez,
1: bugger. Uh, no my my holiday did not go to plan. I managed to crash on my second run so hard onto my sacrum that I Basically couldn't even tie my shoelaces for the rest of the week.
3: We're talking snowboarding now, aren't we? Where did you go?
1: I went to Salt Lake City, which is an outdoor paradise. It's a city on the edge of the mountains and it has summer and it has winter. And everything is geared up for playing outdoors.
3: So you went to play outdoors at Salt Lake City. Mm. And on, when did you... So you were there, what, seven days? When did you injure yourself in terms of those days?
1: So the first day, I went (laughs) to a sledging hill and I managed to link turns in the soft snow and it was all lots of fun. And the second day, having established that this uh, snowboard that I had and my bindings and everything, which was all borrowed, like I had this amazing, um, uh, like, women-specific palace snowboard that they were loaning me so that I would have one that was exactly right for my weight and my height and my ability and all of that and then yeah the the second day so the day we went to a piste my second run I just smashed myself and that was
0: that what's that bit of the body you mentioned that I can't pronounce sacrum yeah where's that (laughs) (laughs) where'd where'd you find one of those
1: your lower back before you get to your tail uh-huh. Yeah. Mm. Before you get to your coccyx. You Welcome to single fun.
3: track. Come for the bike, stay for the anatomy lessons. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and yes, so so I, I can move. Well, that's good. Are, but there are then specific things that I really can't do. Um, so, like, slipping on ice so that one leg goes out in a different direction suddenly is like giving birth painful.
3: This is all well and good talking about snowboarding and everything. But the the consequences of this um, uh, holiday of yours is you've come back and now you can't actually ride any bikes. Where were you yesterday? Where did you go yesterday?
1: Yesterday. Yesterday I went to the physio and stuck needles in me. Yeah. I'm I'm not convinced it's helped very much. They do think that I probably haven't fractured anything. But really, to know, I'd need to go and have an MRI and who is going to go and sit in a- a- A&E for like, I don't know, eight hours to be told, no, you can't have one or whatever. So I should just try not to bash it anymore.
3: Right. That's good. Rest, <laughs> rest up, Hannah. So when you came back from Salt Lake City, you mm. brought something with you. You actually picked up a magazine while you were out there, didn't you?
1: I did in a really cool like snowboard and skate shop that you two would have loved that had all the um like history of snowboards and history of skateboards in the ceiling. Amazing. Oh. And and just yeah. in
3: case as anyone listened to this and going, have I tuned into single track snow um, <laughs> podcast? We're about to bring this back on topic, aren't we? Because we, we were are. discussing this magazine that you brought back.
1: Yes. Uh I can't even remember the name of it, Snow Something or other. Anyway, um It's a snowboard magazine and it's really hard to tell which of the pictures in it are adverts and which of the pictures are content because the adverts are so good. Mm. And it made me like a bit wistful and sad for mountain bike adverts.
3: It was a really good point because we went through the we turned each of the pages over and the and they the, the marketing that was in that snow magazine was excellent. Absolutely excellent, wasn't it? It was. And so there was one advert in particular we thought was utter genius. Yeah, know, it, was, you... it
1: was just written almost like an optician's uh, chart, wasn't it? And it said, if it sucks, with sucks in big letters, we didn't make it. And then there's a phone number. <laughs> and it's, I, it's a phone number I mean, what is this, 1985? Uh, I have. I want to phone that phone number.
3: I had every urge to phone that <laughs> number as well. I thought that was a full page. Just yeah. had this black text in the middle of it on this all all white oh. background. And it was yeah. just a genius piece of marketing. I absolutely loved it. Was it Ride Snowboards? I can't remember the brand. Maybe maybe the brand maybe it actually has just failed, doesn't it? Because I can't oh, tell you what the brand around. was. That's how you build a
0: brand. A brand is a personality for a business. And with something like that, they're they're showing a lot of attitude, a lot of personality. Mm. And uh yeah, that's a good move.
3: Yeah. I mean the thing is. The issue I kind of we were discussing is around the this contrast between what is uh, what, the marketing we see in the bike industry and, and the marketing we see outside of the bike industry, and it's it's a, perhaps a little unfair to label the entire bike industry as not being up to date on you know decent marketing because there are some really good examples out there. Mm-hmm. It's just that we just often see this contrast in other magazines of, between the ads. The lifestyle kind of ads that are in there and the sorts of things you see, not just in single track, but in many sort of cycling related titles.
1: Well, and it's not, so it's not just the adverts that you get in the magazine, it's the whole kind of package of advertising that you get. And, you know, I've watched Mad Men, as many listeners probably have. You know, you have people that sit around in rooms and come up with creative new ways to sell a product. I mean everybody here, everybody listening has surely seen that Guinness advert. Tick follows, top follows, tick. Like
0: he waits. That's yeah, people
1: get awards for advertising and for being creative. And there are all these people sitting around on beanbags thinking about this <laughs> stuff. And some of it is obviously crap. But it just feels like in the bike industry it's like, okay, we'll take a pretty picture of somebody pulling a shape. And uh, it's got our bike on it, and that's it. There's there's not that many examples of sort of I hate to use the word out of the box thinking, but and when they do, they get slated for it. Mm. Like YT has done some properly creative videos, like they have a story and there's there's a thing going on, like you don't even know that it's for a bike to begin with, or whatever. And um, I mean, I slated them for one of their campaigns. <laughs> but but yeah, they get slated for like spending money on advertising instead of just selling bikes.
0: I think yeah, the, yeah. the reason the bike industry hasn't got a team of men, copywriters on beanbags, is because it is, it's a massive industry, but it's also quite small. It's made up of lots of small units. And a lot of these companies, the guy who owns the company where you know, who signs off everything at the end of the day doesn't really appreciate marketing. And the guy who he's appointed as the marketing manager, sometimes, not always, but sometimes, it's the BMX Pro from the 90s who they sponsored, who after breaking enough bones and being unable to ride, ended up working in the, the forklift truck in the warehouse. And he turned up on time all the time, and he was a nice guy, and everyone got on with him. So, oh, well, you know, do you want to go out the gym on the road? Is it the sales rep? Oh, okay, all right, here's a car, you know, sales rep. And then, oh, marketing managers left. We need one, Jim. <laughs> you know, sort of wherever. BMX Bob, come in here. You're now the marketing manager. And the, the, some of the people in the bike industry have ended up in these roles without reading a leaflet or a book or doing a course or a degree or any. You know, they haven't. marketing's made up of theories, processes, evaluation, economics. There's the creative side as well, and it's, it's a vast subject. And you, you if you just you can't just step into it. It's, people think it's, adver- it's advertising, isn't it? And it's like, no, it's, it's a lot more than making adverts. Mm. And I think the people at the top of some organisations don't appreciate the importance of it.
1: You know, we should have to do, like Charlie is actually qualified to talk about this, isn't he?
0: I've got a BA honours in this. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a degree in marketing.
3: Well, you know what, Charlie? You're probably the most qualified of any of us to be in the roles that we're in right now because traditionally there is no qualification that gets you into the bike industry. Most of the, like you say, I think most of the bike industry is full of people who just like bikes and then have ended up in the bike industry. Get that man uh, a
1: beanbag and a ball pool.
3: Yeah, and uh, he's always throwing in thought grenades at meetings, isn't isn't he, Charlie? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll, I'll let. Let's fry that in my thought walk. <laughs> there are exceptions, though. I think you know. I want to make sure that we don't come across as being unfair to everybody in the bike industry. There are some good exceptions. Hannah, you just pointed out. I think YT have got some really good creatives. I'm going to say I happen to know that Mukoff have some very good marketing people yeah. who come from um, you know, marketing backgrounds, and, and that, that's a pretty good example. But, I mean, you mentioned Mad, mad Men, and that's, uh, that always reminds me of the fact that um, when it comes to advertising, I can't remember, a guy in the 50s, the Mad Men era, I think it was called, I can't remember his first name, but his surname was Ogilvy. And he Mm -hmm. was a big exec, big, powerful. I think he's written books about marketing. And one of the things that he said was, people just want good content. And sometimes that's an ad. And that rings true. That's always rung true from the 50s. And it rings true now. And when we'd looked in that Snow magazine, me and you, Hannah, we flicked through it and we just saw content.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think
3: that's the thing. We just saw really good content. And some of it was ads. Now, if, we could kind of see some of you know more of that coming through to the bike industry i think we'd have a lot more i don't know but like you say sometimes it's us the the yt stuff the backlash was kind of or which maybe is it was fair because- enough
1: well fair enough when i'm going to defend my stance on the who is jeffsey uh, thing because that was like totally aimed at selling bikes to men didn't speak to women at all, but the one that they did for the Jeff C2 with Christopher Walker, um, that was amazing. It was. Um, yeah. Can I, then- can I
0: give you an example of not amazing? It's, uh, this was in the... I
3: I think am I going to have in... to edit this out? <laughs> no,
0: no, because I'm not going to name any brands, but it's something I discovered uh, earlier this week. And it was, in a, it was in a trade promotion. So it was distributor promoting to bike shopkeepers and so on. And they had a promotion on track pumps. So they, someone had sent the track pumps and, some, and a rider off to the forest to do sh- um, to to a photo shoot of someone using a track pump in the forest. And uh, I don't think I've ever packed uh, lashed a track pump to my camelback and ridden into the forest. <laughs> and it was just it was just struck me as like, oh, we're doing a mountain bike shoot. Stick the mountain bike in the forest. If you're doing pumps, you need a shed. That's why it was just completely it just, just didn't look right. Mm. Oh,
3: well there we go. We've just put the the, the the industry to rights. Okay. Hopefully we will see some inspired campaigns coming through.
1: I'd just like to see some like really creative stuff that makes you sit up and go, Wow, oh, hang on, what's this? Like that's a video I wanna watch. It's not just oh yeah, there's a bike going around. Some we were
3: to, we we. Another thing I just remember. Another thing that we discussed when we were talking about this yesterday, Hannah, was how, like you say, the reaction from the public, the consumer, it seems to to advertising seems to be different in different sports. Like so, the the lifestyle thing, advertising campaigns, and the really creative stuff that happens in snow sports doesn't seem to get quite the backlash that sometimes bike campaigns do. And we were wondering why this was. And I I, I suggested that or I just pondered the, the theory that the difference between snow sports marketing or snow sports and what we do mountain biking is in, in snow sports ultimately the gear, the the snowboard or the skis are fundamentally really basic and dead uh, and really simple. So when it comes to marketing them, all you can really do with them is to market the lifestyle that goes around them. So it kind of fits, but with cycling, I'm gonna broaden this, not just mountain biking, but cycling, you can say that the, the bicycle fundamentally and historically is a super, super simple device, really efficient, <laughs> very, very simple. But what we've got now is we've made it massively complicated. and And I think there's a little bit of a backlash from the public about that, which is that, you know, Everything's improving on you know, new chain, new this, new that, new the other. And I think if you if you're running an industry, if you're in an industry and you're trying to market a mountain bike, then it's no longer a nice simple device, is it? It's something that's really really complicated. And I wonder whether the marketing backlash is because it's something to do with that. What do we think?
1: Yeah. Doesn't bother the bother people buying cars, does it? Nobody's no, complaining that you used to be able to fix your car and now it's just a computer with wheels. Um, <laughs>
0: Yeah. mountain bike adverts do tend to be tech you know there's a lot of tech in there but it often ends up as um bullshit marketing word salad you know our, our cnt pro pivot geo is optimized for maximum flow stroke like i'd rather i you know i don't know what that means i made it up which is one reason i don't know what it means and i've never read that but that's the sort of stuff you get in there and it's, and it's um it's uh yeah i'd rather sort of maybe an ad that said uh See his picture. It's Jim. He's our suspension designer. He's a really good guy. He knows his shit. <laughs> Simple as that. Trust him. We don't need to go into angles and pivots. Just trust Jim. And yeah, uh, yeah like a different
1: that... story. Yeah.
0: Well, this is something Avon uh, from Patagonia. He had a company called Black Diamond, which is still going as a mountaineering hardware and clothing company. And that was his one of his first businesses, if not his first. And they uh patagonia and black diamond were able to claim that they'd never run a commercial they'd never run a press advert but they'd run these sort of infomercials and the best example was their first i think it might have been their first advert and at the time people were rock climbing with pitons which are great big spikes that you hammer in with a mallet into the rock face and secure yourself to it now so you've just Something that's taken 100 million years to form, this rock (laughs) face, you're just whacking the crap out of it and actually destroying the thing you've gone there to see. I suppose it's the equivalent of turning up at um, Longley Safari Park with a machine gun. (laughs) Hey, kids, look at the tigers. That is um... not
3: the analogy I was expecting. (laughs)
0: And and so black diamond. It's a simile, made, isn't it? It's a
3: simile, not an analogy. I get that right? Just before we get people writing in and saying that's not an analogy, that was a simile. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor. I don't metaphor. Know. That's it. It's a metaphor.
0: And um, so they make uh, black diamond made alternative ways: nuts, chocks, camming devices that you in cracks and hang off them. And so they introduced the idea of this ethical climbing to the mountaineering world through advertising. And so it was. It was. Great advertising. It wasn't an advert, and so it, there are many ways to do this. And I think what Hannah's saying is like, you know, mountain bike adverts are, are fairly predictable mm. and not that exciting. I think they need to engage with their audience. And sometimes, if I see someone back flipping a canyon, I'm like, that's I can't relate to that. <laughs> and I don't know. There's a lot more. I think it's a lot more fun to be had in there. <laughs>
3: So you want to see more campaigns with a crossover to IPA and sitting outside uh, vocation in Hebden Bridge and that sort of lifestyle adverts. Is that what you're, is that what you're going for, Charlie? You better relate to that, will really.
0: you? I better relate to that.
3: <laughs> Every point right. I'd enter. I think on that note, uh, that's a good point for us to take a break. So we'll be right back after this. It's okay, nice right, welcome back. Uh, <laughs> right, so what we're going to do now is we're going to do a quick roundup of kind of news. It's not news, it's more, it's things that have caught our eye on the website this week. I'm not going to start this one off, so I'm going to go straight over to Hannah. Hannah, the website, why, what has caught your eye this week and why should people go and look at the website?
1: Well, just the website, just to be clear, is singletrackworld.com. Just in case someone's like tuned in from yes. afar and doesn't know that.
3: Remember uh, that singletrackworld.com. Visit now.
1: <laughs> See how pro I am. <laughs> uh, so uh, this week, uh, people should go and read my review of uh, a, a onesie. It's basically a onesie. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's bib tights, but with a thermal t-shirt on the top like attached to it um so it's the santini women's vega Greedo bib tights bit of a long name uh you should read that because it contains a story about me holding a wee for a very long time
0: <laughs> i think
3: this
1: This was not while i was wearing the tights i was, I was proving my qualification to test these tights
3: oh yeah well, i think i think in, in terms of um Taking the theme of something that caught my eye, you are you are pushing the limits here by pointing at something that you've written.
1: I know. Okay. Also, well I, well, I write so much of it, Mark. It's very difficult to find anything that I didn't write.
3: This is true. Oh, but, listen uh, to that, Benji. Did you hear that, <laughs> Benji?
1: <laughs> but no, I did also write the news story uh, that the Hardline Red Bull Hardline tickets are on sale. Um, and uh, uh yeah. Are you right, entering? Cor- I'm not entering now. I quite fancy going. <laughs> there was a few squeaks on the forum about the price going up, but it turns out that the price is per car. So it encourages car sharing, which is cool. Uh cool. And that's probably yeah. partly because they are a trash free trails approved event. Um so they're working towards various environmentally friendly goals. Uh Yeah, so you can pile as many people as you can into your car and it makes it better value.
3: Okay, go and read about that on the website. I mean, you talking about holding a wee does remind me of a conversation we had. I thought, was it this morning in the staff chat when we were trying to make a list of things that should be standard and not optional? And we came up with a whole number of things. And I think, as you and Amanda put forward, having double zips on outdoor clothing, you know, so that you can actually zip open from the bottom as well as the top. Mm -hmm. And uh, you had no concept of why that was important, did you?
1: No, I'm not sure that I've ever had that. If I have had that on a jacket, I am not aware that that feature is there.
3: You've never needed a wee stood up in front of a really cold urinal.
1: Funnily enough, no.
3: (laughs) I would definitely have that on my list. Whenever I've had a jacket or anything that's got a double zip and I can zip it up. You think about when you're actually, um, you've got to access things or, 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 you know, when I say things, you, you, you know. Whatever. Um, if, you've got a, if you've got your riding rucksack on, you've got all your straps across and everything. Sometimes if you want to zip from the top down, you've got to go across all the straps. As you go down, you've got to undo everything. You've got to literally unfasten your, your, your uh, rucksack. Whereas when you can zip up from the bottom, you can you, you know—you can get access to what you need to get access. I think you should just keep joy. your
1: hands out where the public can <laughs> see them. I've, I'm
0: more worried about this kind of, Taking a really efficient approach to sports weeing. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to wee quickly. <laughs> well, might, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but, yeah. That's, a, that's a roadie <laughs> that's thing. That's a sign. It's definitely a roadie <laughs> thing.
3: Anyway. Right, Charlie. Well,
1: things that you can wee, bib shorts, bib tights that you can wee in should be a standard feature for women's bib tights.
3: When well, you say the, wee the, in.
1: Well, pull <laughs> off easily... Without removing right. all of your clothes
0: well, in order to have a wee. The yep. best products solve problems. That's, that's a fact. And there is uh, another fact is there is a product called Stadium Pal, which <laughs> was basically, imagine a small camelback bladder lashed to your shin, a hose coming up your leg, and then an attachment. They do ladies' and gentlemen's attachments in various sizes. And the idea is that overweight Americans don't have to leave the, their seat in the baseball stadium or, um, to go and empty themselves, and so, uh, it's, just, it's a camelback for the other end. So, there is a solution
3: here. What a should, solution! We, should that we is. stock them in the merch stop? Single <laughs> no. what you, single track bladder bag. <laughs> 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 Googling, right, right Charlie, power, whilst caught your eye this week, you've, uh, been, was, you've been surfing the forum, haven't you? I have, I've been hanging out on the forum,
0: um, and there's, um so uh, one forum member, this is really quite charming. He uh, he's managed to shear off the lower part of his lower race of a headset, leaving the upper part jammed in the um, head tube. And the very first reply, and was looking, uh, the very first reply within moments was from, from Kotick. It was a Cotic bike, and he said, "Never heard of this before. Drop us a line, and we'll look into this." And then, um, in classic forum style, someone, a few comments down says it's most upset because they were hoping for 31 pages of slagging off a bike company it's bang out of order when a bike company replies first saying get in touch and we'll see what we can do and uh, <laughs> so, yeah, it's quite yeah so the yeah, problem solved everyone's happy and uh, yeah you know I, we, I we that encourage charming.
3: we have we have a rule on the forum we've always had this rule which is that no brands can start a forum topic that promotes themselves And in fact, nobody can start, no one uh, can, whether you're a brand or not, you can't start a thread that's just self-promotion. However, we always encourage brands to reply to existing threads. So if someone says something and they ask a question, then quite often the the best response can come from an actual brand. So we always encourage that. Uh, In our history, there's been examples of how that's gone very well. And, and i think this is in this is this one in particular is an excellent example of something handled very very well by a brand and we also history of our forum is also littered with ways that that hasn't ended brilliantly and uh we can all <laughs> we, we can all think of some recent examples of that as well but no you no, if you're a brand out there we do encourage you to respond and get involved uh it's 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 always appreciated i mean those comedy answers uh, were, were all done in the right tone. They were very, very supportive. And uh, and I think Si did exactly the right thing. He was right on top of that and he got it all sorted straight away. So all, all, all power to his elbow or whatever the phrase is. Am I mixing my metaphors there? I can't remember. I have
1: no idea. What's something about that? elbows?
3: I don't know. Anyway, should we move on? <laughs> right. I'll tell you what caught my eye this week. It's something written by Benji. Not something that I'd written. You know, I wouldn't detail, have the <laughs> ego to come in and start pointing at something I've written. But no, I'd, Benji, uh, every week there's a regular article that Benji puts up, which is the NBD, which sounds, stands for uh, New Bike Day. And uh, this week's New Bike Day story has got a whole bunch of stuff in there. But the one thing that caught my eye in that story was news of a new bike coming from Nikolai. Nikolai, the uh, German company. And uh, I've had Nikolai bikes and I absolutely love them. They were great. Um, they've launched a bike called the Saturn 11 Superlight Limited. And the reason this has caught my eye is not just because of the, the huge price tag on it, that's because it's dripping in the some of the, the finest blanket. But no, this bike is designed to be, it's a full suspension bike. It looks gorgeous. It's designed to be a cross-country race bike. So do you remember that? Do you remember cross-country mountain bike racing? (laughs) But anyway, it still happens apparently, but this bike is designed for cross-country races. So it's super light, full suspension. The whole thing comes in under 25 pounds. Actually, no, just have a look here, they got it under 22 pounds. That's less than 10 kilos metric fans, uh, which is absolutely remarkable. And the most remarkable thing, the thing that's caught my eye, is it's not carbon. This is a metal bike. And in an environment that we're in these days where there are questions to be asked about the sustainability and recyclability and all sorts of environmental issues around carbon, I think it's absolutely amazing that uh, Nikolai have gone, right, well, let's not do this in carbon. Let's do this in aluminium and uh, let's see what we can do. And they've knocked out. An absolutely gorgeous looking, super fast, lightweight, full suspension bike for cross-country racing. I just think that's that's worthy of note. They're not making many. No? No, um, it's limited to
0: 99. I'm sure there'll be some trickle down over the years. Yeah, Everything. well, if,
3: if, if it sells out so quick, it, it lays down a bit of a marker, doesn't it? Let's hope uh, it's a success. I'd love to have a go on that, despite the fact that I have no intention of ever, ever entering a cross-country <laughs> race ever again. Um, Did you have to wear it,
1: Lycra as well, Mark?
3: Well, it's been known that there's photographs out there. <laughs> Usually, that no one pays attention to the photographs of me in Lycra because there's always another three or four uh, that are worse of chips. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, chips takes the heat off me quite often in that regard. But uh, yeah, right. Well, that's, I think that's it. Shall we wrap this up?
1: Sure. People now need to go and look at the the pictures of the pretty bike. It is pretty. It does have the (laughs) flattest, straightest bars that look like they're just for pointing in the direction you need to go in, right now.
3: But it's got upside down forks. Mm. Yeah, but that's the cross country race way, isn't it? Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. No dropper. But, you know, that's the cross-country way as well. You know, old school. But, uh, no, go and check that out on the website. What's that website URL again? Hannah, I've forgotten.
1: (laughs) Singletrackworld.com.
3: That's the one. Go out and check that. So, uh, lastly, Charlie, what should people be buying from the online shop this week? Leave them with uh, the...
0: if you're a little bit racy and you're the kind of clippy in kind of guy, we have Shimano SPD cleats at a very, very special members' price, which makes them just about the cheapest in the country, and you get free postage. So um, we got the single release, uh, we got the multi release, and then when I put uh, we put up a little story about that, and one said, oh, but I want single release," and so I got a box of single release too. We listen to you. So if you we go to the merch do. store, you'll find at the top of the front page, you'll find SPD cleats at a brilliant price. Go and snag some now.
3: Bung them in the back of the shed for when yours wear out. Excellent. And on that note, I think we'll leave it there until next week. Shall we, guys?
1: Okay. Right. Goodbye.
3: Bye.